Well, it's official. The supply-demand equation for short-term rentals is now officially broken. We've gotten a report that uh, the one and only Dana from Himlane put out. But you know what? She's gone one step further. She's created nine reasons why you need to change your short-term rental to a long-term rental. Dana, let's see what you got. Great. Uh, The first one is more consistent and stable um, income there. So with short-term you hear these uh, short-term um, landlords saying, well, my short-term rental gets, you know, $5,000 a month um, in rent. And, you know, I would only get 2000 if it were a long-term rental. Well, that might be June, July, and August when it's a hot season. What happens in the, in the other months? Yeah. And so you will have that predictable income. You also will find that with um, properties managed on the long-term side, you can basically achieve that uh, 95% plus occupancy rate, which is basically a target you should have. With short-term, you do not have that. And so it's going to be consistent every single month where you're getting the same amount. And especially with single-family homes, you see these tenants stay in there five-plus um, years. I mean, Michael, your tenants on average, how long do they stay in, in your single family S- home? Single families, eight, just over eight years. Wow. Yeah. So that is you, you get that income, you can predict it, you know what your increases are going to be your rent increases every single year. Mm-hmm. And so it's just much more consistent and stable um, from that perspective. So a much um, yeah. more passive um, type of investment there. I, I agree with you. I mean, one of the things I see all the time is people talk about the best months. They yeah. don't talk about the year. And yeah, again, uh, yeah. So that's number one. I know we got eight more to go through. What uh, what do you got number two? Yeah. The next one is regulatory changes. So I think Ooh, um, many have looked at what New Orleans just did. So I'm not sure if you're following New Orleans, but they had basically prevented out of state investors from doing um, short-term rentals altogether. Oh, in Wow. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, in New Orleans. And the reason was, was they said homestead was required. Essentially, what they didn't want was out-of-state investors coming in, buying up these properties for short term. Sure. They said, you have to live here to operate an Airbnb. There was a lawsuit against that. August 2022, fast forward to today, they had a temporary moratorium in place that said, we're not going to give any more short-term permits. No more short-term rental permits. And fast forward to today, they are still debating that they're thinking of there's a couple of ways that new Orleans will do it. They're either going to cap the number of short-term rentals. They're going to ban it in certain districts, or they're going to deem them as commercial use, not residential. And this, that's just one, the most recent example, that's the city that kind of came up most recently for me, but this has happened across the board where cities have, um, have um, looked into short-term and said, yeah. well, how does this impact the hotel industry, the rest of hospitality? And that overnight could switch your numbers. And so those stricter regulations, additional fees, like I live in San Francisco. I remember with our short-term here that we were suddenly getting more fees added every single year for having a short-term. So there's just a lot of regulatory changes and we just don't see that. Don't get me wrong. Regulations change on the long-term side, 
but it's much less frequent and much less extreme than what you see on the short-term rental side. Yeah. I mean, there, I mean, uh, it's seemingly every other week or so we're seeing another city do something, San Diego, Honolulu, even my market of Fresno, California has adopted more and more fees. You got to register and do this and do that. Um, it's coming. It's, it's, um, it's coming. All right. Number three. Yeah, you have more um, safe, uh, safety um, and, um, and like inspections in general that you have sure. to do. Um, you have no idea, like when someone's in your property, you can essentially have them like tamper with the um, CO2 or smoke detector. There's sure. so much going on there that you just have so much more of that that you have to do because of the liability of having someone in the property who might slip and fall um, and stuff like that. And you have no idea with how much turnover you're having, how yeah. much over you're going to have to be mindful of that. I got to tell you, that was the one that, because again, I get I get brought Airbnb opportunities all the time. And that's the one reason I keep saying no, right? I, I, I have monthly and yearly leases, all of that. That's enough risk for me. I could not imagine having a property with 20 different people going in and out. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, that's just... Yeah. No, thank you. That's, I, that's this. I just couldn't get there too much. And again, I'm at a different part of investing. So maybe I'm lazy, maybe I'm wrong, but that was the thing that said, Nope, I'm not doing that. People are just, it only takes one bad apple. I'm like, no, thanks. I'm out. And they don't treat it like your home. Um, oh, what yeah. I mean, it's not their home. So they know they're leaving in two days. Yeah. Next. Sorry. Next one. This one is like literally my biggest pet peeve of everything. It's because I've had to work with AT and T and like utility providers like PG and E. But utilities, internet are basically paid by you if it's short term. Long term, it's paid by the tenant. The problem with that is, let's just say the internet goes out at 11 p.m. Typically, if you have a long-term rental, the tenant will have um, AT&T or Verizon or whoever it is as their provider, Comcast, for their internet. And they will go ahead and call um, Comcast and say, hey, my internet's out. Great. What's your number? Can I verify that you are actually the owner of the account? Mm -hmm. Great. Go ahead and reset this, reset that. Um, You are not involved in that. You're sleeping at 11 p.m. You don't hear if about it. it yeah. If it's a short-term rental, they are going to be contacting you. The internet's out. My life is over. Again, it's hospitality. <laughs> and you're going to be the one making those calls. And yeah. I've been on um, calls with utility and internet providers. I typically clock it at like 45 minutes for something super simple. And yeah. it can be incredibly frustrating. Um, so that is the other thing. Not only do you have the expense of it, but you mm-hmm. also have to monitor it. Like how much is being, they're spending, they're taking two hour showers. Mm-hmm. Um, the internet's gone out. Um, someone unplugged a cable, whatever it is, you're having to manage all of that. Yeah. No, thank you. Not for me. All right. What do you got next? I'm already out. I'm already out. We got more to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Basic, basic maintenance. Um, so there's certain things, and this is actually why I love single family homes, um, even more so than multifamily from this perspective, is there's basic maintenance. Let's just talk about landscaping and the exterior of your home. If you have a short-term rental, you have to make that look beautiful. You're maintaining it. Every time. Um, yep. Exactly. Yep. But um, when you have a long-term tenant, they're going to be maintaining that. It's not only in your lease agreement, but they're incentivized also to mm-hmm. the upkeep around their property. And yep. so um, you take that additional maintenance off of you um, when you have a long-term rental. Awesome. 
Wow. This is the, again, long-term rentals are sounding better and better to me. So what else? <laughs> Great. Um, the next one is insurance, um, insurance yeah. on short-term rentals, short-term rentals are considered more risky. Yeah. Um, and so the insurance is going to be higher for them and you have to account for that in your numbers. So when you're looking at it, make sure you're not comparing apples to oranges that the higher insurance premiums that you would be quoted at that you're putting in there if you're comparing it, what your short-term cash flow is versus your long-term cash flow. Yeah, and always get the right insurance. Some of you out there have, have told me, "Oh, I'm going to get landlord insurance and not short." Why would you risk that? That is just yeah. that, you know, get the right stuff. Yep, exactly. Um, and then the next one is furniture. So with um, furniture, it is, I, I, I've had furnished rentals where the tenants I thought were the cleanest, most respectful people, and I had it furnished. And sure enough, there were stains on the couches, this and that, um, you know, wine glasses broken, whatever it is. In typical long-term um, rentals, you don't have anything furnished. The tenants bring their own things when they break things, when they spill on their couches, on their rugs. That is their responsibility. With short-term rentals, you must furnish it. And then, you know, nothing's going to be put back in the right place. They're going to take the Tupperware. They obviously accidentally throw away forks or knives. Suddenly, you went from a set of 12 forks to three forks. Um <laughs> you know, your pots and pans have all gone and gotten, um, and, and you're actually the worst is not the pots and pans, um, not being washed correctly, but like your knives are so dull and this and that and everything. And so you're having to not only track the furniture, but everything else that goes in with yeah. it from the utensils to, um, uh, to your plates and stuff like that. So this yeah. is not sounding like a lot of fun, Dana. This is, <laughs> this, this is not very fun. How many more we got? Uh, we've got two more. That was number All seven. Right. Let's go. Let's go. Number eight. Great. Number eight is um, uh, noise complaints. Mm -hmm. This one is just crazy um, to me because even a short-term rental where you say, oh, but it's not a party house. It's just a one bedroom I'm renting. You still have noise complaints where yeah. they play the music too loud. They're smoking weed in there, even though you said no pot. All types of things that you're, the neighbors will complain about. And yeah. even if the property is a single family home, there's still, there's most likely, maybe not, maybe it's on a farm, but there's neighbors um, there. Or even if you're on a farm, there's, you know, wildlife and stuff like that, that um, gets uh, interrupted, but you will have much more wear and tear and many more complaints than you would if it's someone's um, home and they're not using it as a, as a party pad there. <laughs> All right, the coup de gras, the top one. What's the what's number nine? Number nine work? is yeah, just in general, it's passive operational work. You're not having to monitor price changes every single week. Oh wait, I forgot it's a holiday week. It's a three day weekend. I should boost up the price of this and yeah. that. Um, what's going on with the pricing? Why is mine vacant? Is it priced too high? You constantly have this anxiety mm -hmm. with a short term rental. With a long term rental, you do that once a year. You yeah, don't exactly. do it every single week. And so certain things like that are um, of managing the turnovers, managing the pricing, making sure someone got the keys, making sure they weren't lost or locked out. You don't have to do that. And so that passive and oper um, uh, passive um, nature of the operational work with long-term rentals is way better than with short-term. 
Yeah. At the end of the day, folks, I don't want to be in the hospitality business. Mm -hmm. I just, that's, that that's no, I'm not going there. Now I admit I'm lucky that I'm already past kind of the point of no return, but yeah, think about it really hospitality business. So if you do have short-term rentals and you're thinking about going midterm or long-term, where could they get a quick trial Dana? Cause these are nine great reasons. Yeah. Go to Hemlane, H E M L A N E.com. And when you're there, you're going to see a resources at the top. If you want a rent estimate, you can just get a free rent estimate on there of how much, if I were to rent this long-term, how much do I think that I can get um, in the rent? And then you can actually use that as, as a stepping stone. Awesome. Thank you so much.